Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to episode three of season two. It's your host, Dre, and today I'm with Pearl. Hi, Pearl. Hi. Hi, hi, Dre. Hi, everyone. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you doing today? Okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to have you on the show. And I'm, I'm so sure the listeners are ready. Yeah. So you could just start by telling everyone who you are, what you do, how you spend your time, the unique things about you, the crazy things about you, anything you want the listeners to know. Okay, um my okay, so my full name is Ngosingipile Pearl Kanile. I'm from um KZN in South Africa. I am currently I'm a candidate attorney at a, a law firm here in Johannesburg. Um, I spend my free time, normally I would play tennis or reading or sometimes even writing. Yeah, so the craziest thing that I don't think a lot of people know about me is that um, I'm a very, I'm a very um, introvert person. Most, pe- uh, most people think that I'm an extrovert, but no, I'm very introvert. Yeah. Is it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. If you say so, I think you forgot to mention that you do a lot of YouTube. Oh yes, I just started up my channel a month ago, and um, in the good news is I hit a hundred subscribers yesterday, last night, which was just a very, it was a very exciting thing. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, anything else you want the listeners to know? Um, no, I'm just excited about this um this interview, really. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm glad. So, well, I guess you're ready to share your story. Yes, definitely. All right. So you can get straight into it, Pile. Okay. Um. That basically just share um, your life before the loss and probably the day it happened and, you know, how you handled everything. Okay. Um, So this person was very, um, a very important person to me. Like, you know, when you know that a person is, is sick and they could leave any time, but you don't. You never expect it. You never. You never sort of anticipate um, it actually happening, you know. Mm-hmm. And this. This is my granny. My granny. She meant so much to me, and she had um, been living with diabetics for for for. I mean, for a, a number of years, and she had been able to sort of overcome it, which um, sort of gave me hope that okay, I'm not going to lose her anytime soon. Um, I was in school, in university, um, when I got the, actually, I didn't even get the phone call. I saw everyone posting her. Now, everyone knew how much this person meant to me. So it was very sort of challenging for them to sort of tell me that she had passed on. You know, um, my dad um, requested them not to tell me. Um, He wanted to do it himself. And... I saw a lot of family members sort of posting her picture, you know, uh-huh. and I don't know, something, something left my, my body at that moment. I don't know. I can't explain the feeling, but 
you know that there are some sometimes people post to someone that um, is important to them but that particular day the posting just it didn't sit well with me and I called my my cousin and asked her what is going on with with um Gogo is she okay and then um she said no she, um she's fine but I could hear in her voice that she was not very she was she was not okay you know so I was like are you sure and she's like yes I'm, I'm very sure and then she dropped the call so I think when she dropped the call that she had been holding in her own emotions to sort of protect that um her outburst uh protect me from the outburst you know and mm-hmm. I called again to sort of verify because like I'm saying something left me you know it was just, I had this very painful feeling that I couldn't explain. And I, I sort of was in denial of what I, I, I knew what it was, but I was, I was in denial of that. So I called her back and um, her, I think it was her roommate that answered. And I was like, no, can I, can I please speak to my cousin? And this roommate was like, um, no, she's outside. She's crying. I'm like, why is she crying? And then she, she's like, um, her granny passed away. And I was like, what? And I think that's when the roommate realized who, who was calling. And uh-huh. then the roommate was like, is this, is this, um, is this Mpila calling? I'm like, yes. And then she dropped the phone. Dre, I she don't, wasn't I, ready I like I couldn't I, I think I couldn't breathe for a few minutes because sort of I went into a lucid state because I don't know I don't know what happened but I just I sort of just blanked out and I heard my friends sort of calling out to me like what is wrong what is wrong and the moment I came like forth I just let it out I just screamed you know, and um, now what was scaring the people around me is they they weren't really sure what, what was happened. going on. What you know, and I couldn't I couldn't sort of articulate what what I was feeling and what was wrong with me at that point. You know, and I think the news got to my parents that okay, Mpile knows now, and uh, my dad called me. It was just. I mean, everything just happened in a in a very faded gaze. You know, it was just so faded. It was as if I'm I'm in some sort of movie, and everyone is just telling me what to do, how to how to do it. And um, um, I think after like two hours, if I'm not mistaken, I I, I calmed down and I started sort of my thoughts started coming back to me, and I started being in Pile again you know, and although it was very painful, but I, I, I knew that I needed to, I needed, I had young, I have younger siblings, I'm the oldest, and I sort of need to help my parents with the younger siblings and, and, and everything else. So um, the, the funeral was very sort of hasty. They didn't wait too long to bury her. We had to tra- okay. we travel to to where she was going to be laid to rest um, that very same weekend. And I just, when we got there, it was, I mean, you know, when you're with family, it's sort of, you get that sense of um, 
relief that there are some there are people who know what you're going through because they are going through the very same thing you know so it was it was it was very it got better because people understood even when i was crying why i was crying Mm. um rather than when i was in school when people were just like what is wrong with you like why do you keep on crying you know so um the funeral was on that saturday and um, that was, it was the most challenging day to date. The most challenging thing that I've ever had to go through. And um, I think I, me- I mentioned earlier that I'm the oldest. So yes, being the did. oldest, I, one of my aunties said that I need to speak on behalf of um, the grandkids. You know, there was there was a, a really sort of fight about that. Uh, you can see but this chick is not okay. She's not fine with this. How do you expect her to go stand in front of an audience and talk about this woman, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think everyone knew how much my granny meant to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And... But, I mean, it was just this whole thing. And then apparently there was a vote of that it will make me feel better if I do talk, you know. Uh-huh. So my dad said, no, um, just do it. And if you feel like you, you need to, to stop, you can stop at any point. Um, as I was sort of getting um, my thoughts together as to what am I going to say, you know, the next thing, so where my granny lived, it's a place called Nkandla. It's a very rural area in KZN, South Africa. And there was there's this river where we used to go and fetch water. Um, one minute I was standing outside the tent, sort of gathering my thoughts of what I'm going to say. And then the next, my dad was calling me and I was sitting on, in the middle of a rock in that river. I don't know how I got there. And it's not like you cross the street and the river's there. It's it's quite a distance, you know. And mm-hmm. I think that was just a wake-up call to, to everyone of how intense this whole thing is, you know. Mm-hmm. But I did want to say a few words to sort of give her, because I know she would have wanted me to. To say something. You know, and. Yeah, she would have wanted me to definitely say something. I did try, but at that moment, I couldn't. I I couldn't do it. I did go in front of um the the people to try and sort of say something, but it was just too much for that. It was just too raw. It was too raw um in that moment. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I, I can't even say I can imagine because personally I've never had um you know that granny granddaughter relationship. So you know, I can't even imagine what you went through after losing your, your grandmother mm. that meant so much to you. Mm. All right. It's... So you, you mentioned that um the day of the funeral was the hardest day to date. Apart from yes. that, did you not have any other low low moment where you just thought, ah oh, man, Grant should have been here to do this or to see this? 
did you not have those kind of moments after she had passed? Um, there were a lot of moments. Um, I, felt, I felt pregnant a few years after she passed away and the situation around my pregnancy was very intense, you know, and like to an extent where um, my dad sort of disowned me, you know, and I knew that if she was alive, things would have been handled very differently. Yeah, so, and I mean, there's there's been times where with, with school, you know, you're going through what you're going through at home and then you have to go to school and try and get your degree, you know? Uh-huh. And sometimes you just need someone to reassure you. And I've, for most of my life, um, she's been that person, you know? So not having her to sort of walk me through that time in my life, was very challenging it was very challenging and it took a lot of adjusting for me to to sort of just um try and allow myself to walk through it alone you know Mm -hmm. or I wouldn't say alone because there were people sort of playing a um a a part but it wasn't her part it was very different And how did you manage to find joy in those low moments? Oh, there was no joy at all. In the low moments, I don't think when you're going through it, I don't think there's ever a time where you think there'll ever be joy, you know, because mm-hmm. like I said earlier, the the process of the whole thing is so raw and so real in that point. And you don't see 10 days um, um, after the situation or a year after the situation. So the one thing that really got me through um, those low moments is my son. You know, Mm -hmm. he's been sort of the center of my world since um, the time he's been here. And I, I believe that... God gave him to me for that reason. He looked into my heart and saw how hurt and sad I am. And he was like, Mpila, this is for you. So I use, I use him as a sort of light for me. When I'm in that dark place, I look at him as the light that pulls me out. He must be a special boy. He is <laughs> a very naughty one, but he is. <laughs> well, well, you need the naughtiness. It keeps you busy. <laughs> it, 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 keeps it, it keeps it interesting, definitely. Yeah. So you would agree that, um, actually, do you agree that time makes it all better? Do you believe that um, as time passes, we heal and um, it all gets better? definitely definitely you know it's i think time is the is the best remedy you know you 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 some people turn to to sort of alcohol some people turn to 
to to other things but time is is proven to have been the best remedy thus far because um it you it gives you a chance to sort of take the first few steps without that person and stumble and fall and get yourself back up again because the time in which you do it sort of teaches you how to readapt to to the to, to the new normal you know mm-hmm. so definitely time helps and as time goes by and normally you don't feel it in the moment you just feel like i will cry forever i will be sad forever like i don't see how i'll ever be happy again but as time goes by it it as much as it still hurts but it hurts less you 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 say that person's name in the beginning you can't um, finish a sentence without breaking down and crying and then as time goes you are able to construct a sentence and and sort of reminisce the good memories that you had with that person and smile about it you know whereas at the initial stage smiling was not even an option for you so time definitely helped yeah yeah so what would you say to someone who's um, <clears throat> going through the same struggle as, you know, you went through or is someone who's just lost somebody dear to them or even people who lost um, their loved ones a while back but are still grieving? What would you say to those people based on your experience and how you have um lived through this journey um cry that's the first thing i just i would i really advise you know people sort of hold in the emotions because of what other people will think you know and you find people in situations where their loved ones are actually telling them to get over it you can't get over something like this there's no there's no equation to get over loss there's no um sort of guide to get over it so we individually we deal with it the best way that we know how because there's never a manual of how you react when you lose someone so special to you you know but the one thing that i i've seen help is when you want to cry cry because crying is not a sign of weakness. It just shows how much you appreciate what you have lost and the fact that you recognize that emotion to be so real, you know? So cry as much as you need. There's no time limit to crying. If you need to be crying every day, all day, until that feels okay for you to stop, then cry as much as you need to. And sort of talk about it you know talk about it talk about the loss talk about how the loss makes you feel that also helped helped me a lot talking about it and and sort of inviting other um other opinions and other um pers- perspectives of 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 the situation you know okay yeah i get i get what you mean um whilst you're you're on that you know sometimes when you when someone talks about their feelings or when you cry like you're saying you know you get those 
normally family probably those would have healed better than you or faster than you you know how people make yeah. statements like ah uh, you know as much as you're going to cry it's not like this person is going to come back yeah, yeah. you know so yeah i think that's what also makes um, difficult for people to really open up it and just hard embrace the feeling yeah definitely like i know i know like i said earlier that there will will be people that will be saying like get over it already but you can't really get over something so severe you know it's it's a tragic thing that has happened to you and your heart you can't tell your heart to stop feeling what it's feeling you know so it's a it's a very um unique situation which is why i'm saying that we all grieve in in very different ways and at a very different pace you know so don't take other people's pace and ways to grieve and sort of try and and make them your own all right and to the society what do you have to say there you were talking to the person who's grieving now we are talking to the people that are around the ones that are grieving what do you think mm. they should know? What is it that they should say? And what is it that they shouldn't say to someone who's just the lost one a thing, loved one? The one thing that that really gave me anxiety when I was, I was still in the a very, very intense stage of grief is... Um, is when someone says um, life goes on, you know, mm-hmm. it does go on, but I don't think that is something you want to hear in the very initial stage of the grief when everything is just still so new and so painful, you know, you, you don't want to, you don't want to think about how life goes on without that person at that stage, you know, so what I would say is I don't think people realize how much words can can set someone back, you know. So they should just be careful to 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 choose their words very carefully and to say things that are not gonna set someone back in their process, but to sort of make them feel okay with what they're going through. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I really hope that everyone who's listening, <laughs> we are all getting this in case you have said something before, you know, to somebody who is grieving. I, I really hope that um, all of you guys learn and understand the effect of words to, to someone who's grieving. So moving on, Mpile, what external resources did you use during your grieving process that you would recommend? Um, other people to use um, external res- oh, I didn't go to therapy is that like is that the question or yeah well it's not the only are you thing asking external is anything outside your own uh, ordinary self I think anything else other than yourself probably and your family 
I mean, I got into I got into sports. I got into writing. Um, I felt that um, some of the emotions that I couldn't articulate to the next person, I could do that on paper and sort of share a story um, through through writing. So I, I, I wrote a lot and I played a lot of uh, tennis, which was to sort of, to sort of, because, you know, you feel so angry and you start to sometimes blame yourself for certain things, you know. You start to question everything that you've been doing until the, 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 the point of the loss. Like, could I have been, could I, could I have done something to prevent this? Did I do everything that I could to sort of prevent this from happening? And did I do enough while this person was still alive? Do I not regret not doing some other things? So you need something to sort of um, to sort of to sort of um, get you through that anger too, you know, because it's not only grief. There's it's a very it's a very complex process. You you get angry, you get um, you blame yourself, you know. So I turned to to tennis and I turned to writing. All right. And you recommend that because it worked perfectly well for you. I would definitely recommend um I'll def I'll definitely recommend even if it's not specifically tennis, you know, but I would recommend um you try and do something that you wouldn't have done before the loss. You understand? Right. See, I wasn't writing before my granny passed away, but after 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 that that um part of my life happened it opened up to another part of my life so we can safely say that the passing of your gran also made you discover a hidden talent definitely yes <laughs> <laughs> oh okay so <laughs> i actually have a, a very active page on facebook of my writing Oh, nice. You see, at least, you know, you have something to remember your grand with. Even in a grave, she managed, she, 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 she helped you, um, you know, discover other things that you didn't even know when she yes. was alive. Yeah, definitely. Or things that I wouldn't even, wouldn't have thought to even try. Exactly, you see? Yeah. All right, so well, that was. Um, thank you for sharing that. That was really brave of you, so calm, and you know, you managed to explain everything, and you know, it was quite clear. Your feelings were in one place. Yeah, that was really brave of you. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Do you have any question for your host? I do. I was doing um, all the questions here. Do you have any question for your host? <laughs> you don't have to ask anything. <laughs> I was just checking. I mean, I, I, I don't have a, a question, but I do want to say something. <laughs> um, what do you want to say? <laughs> um, I don't know if your listeners know how close I was with your, with your better half. <laughs> Oh well, I didn't say anything, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, see now, this is the one that will break me down. 
Uh, you, what do you want to say, Paul? <laughs> okay. I think this was also the hardest loss. I think this is the process I'm still going through. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so I just love how strong you've been and you've helped me so much with my my process with regards to Joseph, you know. Because it's still very raw for me. So thank you for that. Thank you for these podcasts. Thank you for for sharing how you feel because it allows it allows the next person to sort of invite those those feelings into themselves and sort of feel them and sort of try and work through the pro, the, the process of of um living life after you know mm. so thank you so much i think i'm still i'm still very much in my own process of um of moving on from losing one of my best friends yeah i understand yeah. i you know i've always i i always say like you asked me too many times how am i coping and you know with me i've i've just learned to to talk about it and from talking about it you know mm-hmm. i i heal differently each time i say something and um yeah i also feel like so many people uh, like you my closest friends and uh, you know everyone else you you guys have have grieved with me you you've you've shared my pain like most of my friends and family they had to make my pain theirs as well so i think that's what really has helped me heal not heal but i mean adjust better and you know embrace this yeah so yeah that is just so amazing yeah you guys are really special to me and if it wasn't for you guys i wouldn't have started this podcast but you know everyone all of you guys wanted to know how i was doing you know so I just thought, you know what, it's fine. Let me just do this. And, you know, you guys can really see the progress of my healing without having to wonder. Because I know most times <laughs> you're all wondering, see, how, how, how is Dre surviving? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, definitely. just remember this podcast is for you guys. It has helped, trust me. <laughs> that was the main goal. <laughs> that was the main goal. So to wrap our interview up, do you have a quote to leave our listeners with? Any words of wisdom? Something smart? I mean, I trust your English. You can give us something to <laughs> to remember you with. <laughs> Um, it's not really a code, but it's something that I, I sort of always 
try to remind myself every time I'm I'm just getting pulled back into that dark place. I always tell myself that um, even though my heart wasn't ready, but your wings were ready to, to, to spread, you know, and I am okay with that because I know that you are okay. Yeah. That's beautiful. That is just the words that I tell That's myself beautiful. when I'm just sort of really questioning the 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 whole thing, you know. All right. All right. That's a beautiful one. Thank you so much for that one, Pile. Thank you so much for that one, Pile. Thank you. And uh, lastly, you can just um tell our listeners about any um, social media handles, blogs, websites that you would want people to know about i'll also share this in um your profile that i'll post during the week but you can just tell our listeners whatever page you want them to follow and this is an opportunity to market yourself okay (laughs) (laughs) okay on instagram it's at african pearl so it's u-f-r-i-k-a-n underscore and then it's pearl and um, YouTube, it's chill with the pearl, chill with the underscore pearl, the pearl. On Facebook, if they wanna go read the the pay the story that I was talking about, it's um, fading blue. Um, yes. All right. So that's it. Yes, that's the the only social media handles. All right. So to all listeners, I'm sure you've had Mpile and you will do the right thing, which is follow her so that you stay in touch with what she does. So again, thank you Mpile for today. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure, darling. We'll end our interview here. Okay, Bye. bye. Hi guys, um, I just had to take a moment as you all listened. Um, a last part of the interview with Pearl um, was a bit emotional. So, yeah. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Um, I really hope that um, that interview managed to touch someone or assure someone that... Um, we are allowed to grieve the people that we love. You know, personally, I I used to take it for granted, the relationships that people have with their grandparents, mainly because I've never had that sort of relationship with any grandparent, whether maternal or paternal. You know, I grew up when they were all gone. So personally, I've never had you know that kind of relationship so for a long time I did not understand and when people or my friends or people I knew when they lost their grandparents and I'd see them you know crying I would be thinking to myself really come on it's just your grand it's not like your 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 parents are dead you know that's the kind of attitude I had towards that loss but with time I I started meeting people that really had um, 
close relationships with their grandparents and Pearl being one, I started to appreciate, you know, the presence of grandparents in in people's lives. That's when I actually started to to really, really understand that, you know what, these people mean a lot to the people that have them. And now it even gets deeper now that I have a child too and I see the relationship between my son and my mom. You know, I see how amazing it is. It's it's special. So um, I'm really glad that, you know, my attitude towards that changed. And I really understand now that, you know, grandparents are as important as as parents, you know, or any other person. So if you're out there and you're grieving your grandma or your grand your your grandfather, don't let anyone tell you that, you know, this loss come on, get over it, snap out of it. No, 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 no. If you want to grieve your grandparents, grieve your grandparents. It's allowed. If there was a bond, embrace the pain. One day you'll be fine. One day you'll be able to talk about it. So this is all I had for today. Thank you all for listening. I'll be back again next week with episode four. And um, I'm really glad that today's episode um, talked about a grandmother. So this also marks the end of Mother's Day month. And I feel this was also a perfect interview for the Mother's Day month. So guys, good night and I'll catch you next week.